Beyond the darkness, beyond the human evolution, is Sean, a genetically superior tyrant, exiled to a barren planet, banished by a investigative reporter he is destined to destroy. Left for dead, he has survived. Chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. There she is. There she is. Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric with a, a disclosure, which I think you probably gleaned from our, our, uh, our well-produced opening. That Sean Windsor is a very vindictive fellow. You had no idea around Antares Nebula. That's what happens. We fail to bail him out one week, and he vows vengeance against us and everyone we love, and in fact, the entire Federation. So we are rejoined by Sean Windsor at uh, Phaser Point, and of course, Mark Fellhauer is cowering in the corner while, while Joe brings this to you on, uh, on Facebook Live. We appreciate you watching on Facebook Live. I want to tell you something before I forget, because I, I think this is an important point. We love you watching on Facebook Live, but we also hope you will download the show and listen to it because you are only getting two-thirds of the show on Facebook Live. There's a lot more. You're missing Room 7609. You're missing any letters, calls, what have you at the end. So please continue to watch us, enjoy it, share it, rate it, all that other good stuff. But if you get a chance, you know, don't forget to download it so you can get the full show. And our Facebook Live sponsor, who we're grateful for, is Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech can change lives, and I tell you how much they can contribute to society because not only have they helped guys like our friend Frank become a very successful uh, tradesman, but Frank now is not only contributing to society because of the skills he got at Northwestern Tech, he contributes to the show. So this is kind of the gift that gives, right. that gives, that win, gives, win, that win, gives. Win, 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 win. Right. And if you don't know Northwestern Tech, they're the heating and cooling school in Southfield, and HVAC is all they teach. If you don't know what HVAC means, it means uh, H, there's a V, and then there's air conditioning. So I think it's heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Uh, the program is only 10 and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one of these classes, by the way. So just to I'll, know what the words just, mean. Well, I, I really believe in, Very good. Uh, I believe in the product. Um, the program is only 10 and a half months, and over 50% of the training is hands-on. And last year, over 90% of their graduates got jobs in the field. So if someone you know is trying to choose their career path, or if you're looking to get out of your dead-end job and learn a skilled trade, check out Northwestern Tech at northwesterntech.edu. The next class starts March 2nd. That's Monday, when I'm going to be starting a new gig myself. But there's a new class every two and a half weeks. So if you miss Monday, I mean, get your ass over there for Monday. But if you miss it, maybe uh, you're still hungover from whatever you were doing, which is why you need to change careers. Put your loser self behind you. Get there Monday. But if, if, you gotta, if it takes a little while to get divorced from your bad habits, they're going to be starting another one in a couple weeks. Uh, you can get student loans. You can get Pell Grants. You can get in there on the GI Bill. This is a, a good way to help pay for it. And uh, they, have, they have 450 grads a year. Most of those guys are, and women are making forty to $50,000 within their first year out of there. And some of them, the real savvy ones, go on open business and hire other Northwestern Tech grads. So uh, Northwestern Tech is where it's at, northwesterntech.edu. Let them know ML Solar Detroit sent you. And we appreciate them for being our Facebook Live. We don't have good jobs anymore. So, Sean, welcome back. Oh, I get to talk now. Sorry, sorry, Mark. <laughs> we're just paying. We're just paying that uh, White Castle bill of yours. <laughs> yeah, right. So, by the way, am I Ricardo Maltamon? Yeah, is, yeah. Is that the deal? I could not remember his name when uh, doing the intro. Would you think his name was Corinthian Leather? Yeah. Well, so, if he was in the Cordoba, I would know. Yeah. So I've been banished to or an outer moon with you know dust on no, the surface. No, you were a genetic superior creature that became that was, a megalomaniac that and... was banished by the investigative reporter. 
who refers to himself as the investigative reporter and then has got the stones to call somebody else a megalomaniac. I love how you guys are fighting just like the characters. Sean! Oh goodness. Sean! This is, um, well, it's good to be back. Of, uh, doesn't feel like it. No, no. Like, I, how would I, you like to be banished to another planet? It's nice There's to a whole see. Bunch of it's nice there. to see Mark. I haven't been in around. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been around anybody uh, in the last couple of weeks that pats himself on the back. So it's uh, good to see you, Mike. Mark, you know Sean's favorite planet. What Uranus? Pluto. No. It's not even a planet. I thought you were. You went go for there. the easy one. No, no, no. no. Because that's what you normally no, do. No, no, that's, it's, Your uh, rectal humor. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, like William Shatner, I've been typecast. When in college, I took an astronomy class, and the professor always referred to it as Uranus, which bothered me because I always knew it as Uranus, and there's all those great easy jokes. So now I have a six-year-old who's really interested in space, and I started saying Uranus to her, and I'm like, no, no, no. She's got to learn all these great Uranus jokes too. So what so did he we'll do? Always be Uranus. What did he do when referring to the butthole nebula? Uh, I think he called it anus nebula. Oh, oh, okay. Well, Rect- could, the rectal nebula. That could be confusing on an oral exam. <laughs> you want to be very careful where you go with that. Um, but uh, but if you have a bad taste in your mouth, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me tell you about something that always leaves a good taste in your mouth. Oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> what a segue! Our first and last week with Altus Beer as a sponsor, but these it tastes guys, way better than Uranus. Yes. Well, first of all, I hope that's theoretical, um, and second of all, that's a pretty safe bet. Even though I'm very hygienic, and uh, I don't want anybody. to... Oh, he loves beer. Yes, I do love beer, and Altus Beer. So every year for almost twenty years now, we've had a backyard beer party where we have. All the old beers that uh, we drank in college or that your dad or grandpa had in the Norge in the basement or in the garage. And one of the beers everybody always asked about is, does anybody have Altus? And they stopped making Altus. I used to stock the cooler at my uh, family party store with Altus and Red, White, and Blue and Stroh's and Joe Bell and all that stuff. They were gone. Well, now they're back. And uh, I got to tell you, this is a great thing because, first of all, it tastes better than the original Altus. But these are local guys putting this beer back in local bars. If you want to get one pulled from the tap, you can go to the Cadu Cafe on the east side, go to the Old Miami. Anywhere you go, you're going to find Altus. And if they don't have it, ask them, can you stock Altus? You can also find it in your coolers. You can find it at stores. And, uh, and it's served in bars that don't have it on tap in cans. This is a beer that is about as Detroit as it gets. It was brewed on the east side brewed by some of the original German brewers who came over here and made so many great beers. It kind of disappeared for a while, but now it's back. So when you are looking for a beer that packs a punch but is seriously smooth and delicious, go pick up some cans today for yourself and enjoy it. Go to altus.beer to find the location nearest you. Dot beer? Altus.beer. Cool. That is a domain, and uh, and you can tell... The way we are with craft beers that we're filling up all these domains that we got dot beer is actually viable. And they also have some pretty cool swag over there. I happen to order an iPhone uh, case for myself because I'm old and cheap. It's an iPhone 6 Plus case. But, uh, but they have the newer ones, too. They fit everything. And T-shirts and all the good stuff. But Altus Beer, we're so pleased to have them on the show. As you can tell, they're kind of generous with the sweet swag. Um, and, uh, and they have donated some beer to some various hockey endeavors I've had. And I can tell you, the boys in the locker room give Altus five stars, which is, is as good as it gets, really. I think in the Michelin Guide, they only go up to four, right? For it, the- it goes with everything, right? Any kind of food. If the first one doesn't, the tenth one goes with everything. Experimentation for you. (laughs) Back to the Uranus thing. I would no. I was going to say on the backside, but it's a. I guess it's a. It cleanses, so to speak. Uh, I'm pretty busy with barley and hops and stuff. There may be a diuretic effect, but I'm not sure. No, I don't mean that. I mean you know. Yeah. The palate. So Altus beer. (laughs) Welcome aboard, and we look forward to spending some time on uh, St. Patrick's Day with the guys from Altus and with all of you because we're going to be at the Cadu Cafe doing a live broadcast. So mark your calendar. I'm, or, I'm already feeling the pressure. Yeah, it's it, if everything goes wrong, Mark, it's it's, it's only on your me. fault. Yeah. So, uh, am I going to be there? Yes, of course. Or am I, still I don't know. Be in it's the a desert? mystery. Yeah, no, I think I think we won't banish you. We need you. There will be a really good uh, special guest showing up too, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can tease it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Devin Skillian. Just stop by. Uh, a, a former colleague of mine at Channel mm-hmm. Four will be an East Side guy is going to come by. I don't know if he's going to play any music or not, but we are looking forward to 
Devin and Sean and Mark and Joe and everybody else, and we'll have some special guests, and hopefully the most special guest there will be you. <laughs> the listener, sorry. Yes. I don't By you, it. you mean you. No, 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 not me. I'm just, I'm a humble servant. Mm. I'm here to, okay. to help people. Um, speaking of special people, I really enjoyed your column about the basketball players. Oh, the unified... Uh... The unified tournament at Novi you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. These are kids who are special needs who go out and play basketball. And With gen, general education students. Yeah. Right? Uh, general education, you mean like regular students? Like yeah, yeah. They who, don't, you, you, we don't, you like to, you know. Well, general ed, that's a euphemism. I'm like, what, are there sergeant ed students? We're, we're we going like to get back to Lieutenant colonel ed students? Look, I know you like to use words, words like thugs and so forth, but if you say. another Altus. We don't say, <laughs> we don't say regular, right? It makes all company or, good That's company. like saying normal. Uh, you know, language matters, but that's okay. I normal mean, Illinois? That's why you're coming back to the free press and you're not going to write. Oh, whoa. See, I'm getting thugged here. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really cool uh, program. Uh, it kind of originated from Michigan Special Olympics and a couple of athletic directors. I just call it Olympics, but if you want to say special, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, they, they can ahead. say they <laughs> can say it, right? It's like you can say something about your mom, but if I do, like, you know... <laughs> That's different. I hope, I hope you understand that. Although is your this, mom doesn't mind. Is this similar to the Miracle League that they do with baseball and softball, but it's basketball? Well, and they have two gen ed students on the court and then three special ed, special needs students on the court. And the gen ed students don't really shoot. They can dribble. and They're there to facilitate play. Hmm. But, That's uh, the team I could make. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd be yeah, one of the right. gen ed You know, guys. they don't. They have refs. I mean, they, look, it looks and sounds a lot like a varsity game. They keep score. They have a very enthusiastic public address announcer. But anyway, a couple of ADs, one in Brighton, one in Novi, heard the heard a Special Olympics uh, pitch about what this Olympics. can do, decided uh, to try out a couple of scrimmages, and then took it from there and built a whole league through the KLA, the Ken, it's the Kensington Valley Association. I can't remember. I don't put labels on leagues. I you just know, say it's I, I Just use your acronym. But anyway, so it's, it's actually a league. They have a tournament, and... What they've discovered is that the uh, if, if if school brings in a unified program, it changes the tone of the school because the the students, the special needs students that are usually sort of walled off, so to speak, right, hold off, get out and mix in different ways. It starts with basketball, but then all of a sudden they're at the same lunch table or they're bowling together after school or or having pizza at night. It's better than those garbage time threes they let them shoot all the time. Exactly, and they and they, and they wear their jerseys. It's mm-hmm. something something you don't think about at all. They wear their jerseys in school. Yep, because they wouldn't otherwise have a chance to be part of something larger. And administrators have found that it cuts down on bullying. It, it it promotes openness and inclusivity. And I know those are words that get tossed around without much meaning in a lot of ways. But uh, I think this is the real thing, and it's made I, it, and it made a real difference. If you can make a high school a friendlier place, then you, why not? You actually reached uh, ML with your column. That's uh, that's right. Pretty good to do. It was, well, right? for for a missing throw. Now you know, I had been right? drinking some Altus, so I may have been getting deeper in the sports section of my morning uh, regularity than I normally do. But I thought it was a great column. And, and I, I think that columns like Sean's and a topic I want to delve into uh, briefly is, is it's really important to not lose perspective because I'm looking at the headlines uh, coming out of Ann Arbor now about this team doctor. And I, this is not an opportunity for Spartans to get some payback, but I have said for a long time, that uh, what happened at Michigan State with Nasser and other people is um, is shameful. Uh, it's a stain on our university, and I think Michigan State needed to do better and still needs to do better, and I'll continue to advocate for that. But a lot of people took shots at Michigan State, as a lot of Spartans, I think, took shots at Penn State and as many other places did. And I've said that if we looked at every college on camp in, in the country, we would find some version of this somewhere. And I'm looking at a tweet I put up in November after Michigan beat the living bejesus out of the Spartans. And, of course, it was at a frat house. But they had posted a, uh, a sheet oh, yeah. that they had spray-painted from window that said, you can't touch us in blue. And in green it said, ampersand at Larry Nasser." And I just posted, you know, you know, if you're wondering why Spartans don't like Wolverines, well, this is one reason. But I, I want to encourage everyone uh, who doesn't like uh, the Wolverines, and that's pretty much everyone, um, not to try and score points at, at a time like this because I think it's never it's never healthy for us to to try and what's the point and look at this I mean Why, yeah. yeah and it's like if you want to talk about wins and losses 
that's great. But if you want to get into this kind of crap, to me, this is, this is what makes rivalries toxic. And this is what turns good-natured ribbing at the bar into punches in the face. Because this is not a cause for anybody to celebrate. This is not anything that anyone should take comfort in. This is not an opportunity for anybody to say, oh, we're not so bad because they're bad over there too. Listen, folks, the problem is it's bad everywhere. And it's time for us to face this. And uh, uh, a guy who I, I follow, uh, in addition to all, all the great uh, people at the at Free Press News and Lansing State Journal for Spartan Sports is David Harms. And he's involved in something called The Only Colors. And they posted a message to our friends at the University of Michigan. I want to read a couple passages because I think it really is, is on point. In recent years, there have been jarring breakdowns in discourse between the two fan bases, much of it precipitated by off-field events, reactions to those events, and reactions to those reactions, in particular the Larry Nassar scandal and ESPN's reporting around Title IX at Michigan State. It's been a tough few years to be a Spartan. We've had to wade through some very difficult subjects as a community while our leaders continually let us down. But we've had each other's backs, we haven't given up, and we've tried our best to put the focus where it belongs on how we can support the survivors, the victims, and those who are hurt by members of our university. It goes on to say, when it comes to topics as serious as the ones we are discussing here today, we as an MSU community say loudly and clearly that we hope that those in charge at the University of Michigan will make better choices than our leadership did. We are here to support you as you journey down this path. Please learn from the mistakes our school has made and do not make those same mistakes. Amen. This is not about rivalry. This is about people. And I I think if we're going to try and draw a contrast and we're going to talk about green and blue and all that other dog shit, this is the way to do it, to say, you know what? We're here to support you. We take no joy in this, and we hope that you can learn from our mistakes and do better than we did because I guess you figure you do better than us all the time anyway. But they didn't. Keep shot at the end. Sorry. Can, can we just get real for a second? They didn't. Michigan didn't. No. Oh. They covered it up. Okay. Yeah, they they were, moved them. They moved them to a, you know the athletic department. Exactly. The well, him the, and and then there are other allegations with a, a singing a singer an opera singer right, and then the uh, pro, oh, the music yeah, yeah. Music, yeah. music teacher and, yeah. there's a music teacher the opera program there was provost. the gymnast there's there the was provost. the provost I mean and in every case they knew and, and it's not just Michigan I'm not trying to pick up yeah. Michigan they always know and when are we going to get to a point in the society where we where we just take the hit. And understand that as an institution, we're going to have people that make mistakes when that, within that institution. Yeah, and admit it. The cover-up is always worse. It, absolutely. Mile, so much worse. Because then it means you're saying, well, we don't give a shit about pedophilia. Yeah. That's well, what you're saying. Care or about whatever. Or sexual assault. Or whatever. I'm not saying this was pedophilia. Right. But whatever it is. Right? I, I thoroughly agree. Why when are we going to get to that point? Well, I hope. I, we, all, we all make mistakes. Well, well, here's how we're going to get to it. Because everybody's going to be outed. It's going to go campus by campus. We know about USC. We know about OSU. We know about Penn State. Penn State still seems to have a trouble dealing with it, by the way. Now they're saying that they never really admitted to Joe. Yeah, I mean, come on, paternal and, family. And what are you trying to protect anyway, well, that's, Mark? That, that's Seriously, really too. the brand of the university from whom? Students aren't going to start coming there? Well, as if that doctor is any more important than the university or NASA. Exactly. Or I don't, I don't understand what the end game is. I think it's just the, the embarrassment. But, but the tide really had... I think the tide has turned with Sandusky. That was so startling that anything after that is just like, oh, how could you how could you cover up anything after Sandusky? Well, and yet Michigan, Michigan State, State did. I I know, <laughs> I know. Not that it not that I'm trying to compare that to the doctor at right. Michigan, which was before, or Ohio State, and they had one yeah. with the uh, with the, the wrestling, wrestling coach. Team. Yeah, yeah. So we got a guy in Congress who sees conspiracies everywhere, but he didn't see his wrestlers getting jerked off by the doctor. <laughs> Get a coat on, Jordan. I, I know. No, but he's a scumbag. I just, I, I don't know what else to say, but I, other than these guys are not more important than the, you know, the institutions. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And because I don't like uh, Paterno not doing what he should have done at Penn State, doesn't mean it's a knock on the university, even though he was so tied with it. No, just it doesn't. Just because Nasser is a fucking criminal, it doesn't mean that the university is. Or no, I mean, there are forty thousand people there, right? Yeah, right. get rid of them, broom them out, and yeah. whoever knew at Michigan, even if it was, even if it was Bo, I don't care. You know, well, he's dead. I don't know what you can do to him now, but it does tarnish the legacy. Anybody that knew, get rid of them. Yeah, I don't understand with the universities, at least with the Catholic Church. It was, the, the the ratio is a little bit different. I mean, if you're talking about priests and the number and how widespread it was, and they they're worried about losing credibility and then people not they coming play into by the their views. own rules. I'm not too, I, I'm not saying I'm not justifying that, but I'm saying you can at least understand 
the the sort of cynical motivation there a little bit. But with the university, what the hell? Yeah. There, there's somebody easily to replace that doctor. Yes. Well, I, my my I guess my my point in bringing this up is let's stop trying to score points. Let's let's stop pretending. Well, you know and, what? And if, though, you, if you believe that you were idiots, better, there's always going to be idiots yeah. that are trying to score the point. I, sure. I, I think. I think Spartan fans know when it comes to that that Michigan really wasn't taking shots and vice versa. I, I just think there's going to be assholes on Twitter. There's well, going to be idiot, you know, frats that hang jokes because well, they're frats. Yeah, I, I, I and I'm sure there's been a few guys whipped off in those hallways too. By the way, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Well, how else are you supposed to get but, into the fraternity? Yeah, then? exactly. Um, here's mud in your eye. But 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 my sure point is, I just think this is an opportunity for us to acknowledge that this is a problem and we still we need to deal with it and that it's a problem everywhere so uh so let's 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 do better let's let's not revel let's say we're going to do better and let's of course give those who have suffered all the support they can get Amen. that's what friends do and uh, i got some friends in holly they run a little place called zot ford oh what a segue oh man they love it they love it they stay with us I guess they don't listen to the show, but no, Zot Ford, you know, there's this whole go buy or lease your next vehicle from Zot Ford to support uh, ML Soul of Detroit. And for some people, that's a new concept. We call those people losers. Zot gets it. <laughs> they know that if you support them, they support us and we'll continue to provide you an opportunity to have uh Enlightened discussions like this, insightful engagements, special moments, gen ed moments, whatever you like. I like how you're cocking your head when you're doing this, by the way. Well, I'm just trying to reel with the feel, man. Charlie said we had to move around, right? I think it's kind of central. What you need to know is that giving customers world-class service will make an entire process simple, fun, and fast. Bob, shut up! (laughs) And easy isn't a new concept to slot for it at all. I'm talking, Bob. They have been doing it for almost two decades. Karen, is that right? Of course, that's right, Charlie. It's right. You have whatever you said. It's genius. Genius. Hey, thanks, Karen. We would genuinely appreciate it if you're in the market for a new whip. Please give my friends at Zot a shot. They promise. That's a little alliteration. Sean, did you write this? No. No, okay. I don't that's even know right. what an alliteration I'm sorry. is. There's no typos here. They promise they will not disappoint. Plus, they have the lowest prices, period. For example, right now, you can lease a 2020 Ford Fusion, Ford EcoSport, or Ford F-150, your choice, all around 100 bucks a month. There's probably some conditions, so make sure you tell them you want a good deal, because that's what they're going to do. They want to give you your choice of three brand-new Ford car, truck, or SUV, all around 100 bucks a month. Plus, Zot Ford is your lease turn in headquarters. Any make, any model, if you're over miles, there's body damage, payments remaining, no problem at Zot. They'll get you in a new ride for the new year. Check out their sensational deals and massive in- inventory at dealsinthed.com and tell them that ML sent you. Or Sean, or Mark, or the Soul of Detroit. Hey, I heard a rumor that you got... Did you get in a car accident? Uh, Can I, I, should I not mention that? No, I, I was on a meeting to meet with uh, somebody who were trying to get involved in the show, and I think we're going to do another live event on that in April, so we'll... we'll We'll make that a cliffhanger. But yeah, I got broadsided by a kid who was on his phone. Uh, so I live on a boulevard, and um, so I see <laughs> this car in the turnaround, and I see the wheels roll, and I'm getting right up to him, and I hit the horn, and he kind of stops, and I'm like, okay. So I keep going. Then he shoots out in the intersection, oh. T-bones me. Um, we pull over to the side. He gets out of the car. He's still on his phone. What was he doing? Talking to someone? He's talking to his boy. So he's talking, yeah. and I get out. I look at my car. I have to go out the other side because I can't do Dukes of Hazard because the window won't roll down. I go see him. He's not saying boo to me. He's still talking to his what? buddy. He's looking at his car. He's cursing as if, you know, I'm what happened to my car? i to use the phone! Like, I know what happened to your car. You ran it into my car. How dare you interrupt his phone call? Yeah, I know. And then uh, then I say, well, you know, I'm calling the cops. And he's like, oh, man, can I just go home? He's like, well, you, got a, <laughs> no. you got a license? No. You got insurance? No. And I said, oh, uh, no, we're going to wait for the cops. He's like, oh, I'm just around the way. I said, well, I said, first of all, you're still on your damn phone. Second of all, you didn't ask if I'm okay. And third of all, you didn't even effing say, I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, I, saw, I said, I'm sorry when I got out of the car. I said, no, you didn't. You were still on the phone with your buddy. Oh, what an ass. So uh, so the Black Beauty is still in the shop. Uh, by the time it gets back, it will be practically a brand new car. You I, had collision. Yeah. You pay for that. 
Oh, I pay through the nose. Nice, nice. And if this guy doesn't have a... Whose car was more damaged? Insurance. Uh, mine. Oh. His front end is jacked up, but I mean, my whole driver's side is just shot. Are me. you okay? Oh, yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Uh, you, I you, said, get, you said I it faster than he did. I don't want to get yelled, he he get yelled at for that. not asking. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm alive and well. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, you were not at, at fault. <laughs> I'm thinking of you. Yeah, I'm, thoughts I'm, and prayers. That's right. Prayers. Let's, let's wrap our prayers arms around us. <laughs> Lots of thoughts. So thinking of the east side, I want to tell a couple stories uh, from the Fox 2 days before I, I hit my next stop. Um, and one of What the, is your next stop? My next stop. It's the top. Are you going to announce it? Go right to the top. I don't. Do we have uh, an unemployment update? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I worked on, really hard. Context, on that, so. baby. Well, let's let's see if uh, if if I'm in the mood, I'll tell you. I say, get your resumes ready. It's an M L L Rick employment update. He doesn't work. I mean, he loves it. On the soul of Detroit. You should get a job making people nervous. <laughs> Took a lot of work putting that together. It's worth every bit. So I just found <laughs> out today that one of the side gigs I had lined up has fallen through. Mm. I will not be working on the Michigan portion of a national um, radio investigative reporting project. They have, have they, somebody who said they weren't going to do it, who told me about it, has decided to do it. So they're going to get to do it. So that's a little oh. that's a little frustrating. But last week, I went to Walmart. I took my test. I passed. And uh, what kind of test was urine did you use? It was a urine test. Um, I run Mexico's, <laughs> so you have herpes. It was oh, shit. That, Teresa, what, I hope you're not listening. She's watching on Facebook Live, oh, isn't that why? Uh, we yeah. used Michael Vick used Ron Mexico, wasn't it a herpes test? I think it was. Oh, I just assumed he had so much, so many substances, probably, in him, but uh, you I know. think he was going into the doctor, so he gave a fake name because he didn't want it right, NFL to know that he had herpes. Oh, did geez. I mention that Michael Vick had herpes? No, okay. but uh, Michael, so if you're Ron listening, uh, I hope that's well documented. Um, but uh, but no, so starting Monday, I will be returning part time as a colleague of Sean Windsor's at the Detroit Free Press, where I will be working on a special project to produce a true crime podcast, and uh, we hope to generate a documentary out of it as well. And if I can get the right artist involved, we're going to try and do a graphic novel out of that. Oh, cool. And I'll have, also have the opportunity to do some investigations. And there's a chance that we will launch a Detroit Free Press podcast, kind of going behind the scenes on the big stories and looking ahead at things like that. So you may hear me, and I imagine at some point, Sean Windsor, too, if we get that off the ground. We'll be together. we gotta bring. We got to figure out how to bring Mark in for that, though. I work you know. cheap. Get him a free subscription. Yeah. Would that be it? Yeah, because if you don't pay for the paper, you can't get it. Okay. Yeah, not at all. No, it's a major paywall. That's what they told me when I said, uh, are you guys able to afford me? And they said, well, yeah, we... Whoa. uh, Oh, you were a tough bargain, huh? Well, I I said, here are my demands. Uh, It must be warm and dry. (laughs) And they said, what about salary? And I said, oh, oh, the... Yeah, if you'll pay me, I'll, that'd be cool, too. And a so, home office in Gross Point. That's right. right. That'd be the East Side Bureau. Congratulations. So, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be returning. Congratulations, I think, everybody. For, for possibly the fifth time uh, in my career to the Free Press. <laughs> so, uh, and, and ironically, the when last... are you going to work at all the, other, all the TV stations? You have one left. I got Channel 7 left. Well, they contacted me when I left Channel 4, but that was some time ago. So I, I wouldn't rule it out. I just wouldn't rule it out. Um, you never know. That's good. I'm happy for you. But so I want to clear out the closet on some stuff from the free from my days at Fox too that that were just hilarious and we never really got around to. But um, Sean and I know sometimes when you go to ask people a question, they don't appreciate your interest or they don't quite get your role as a member of the uh, Fourth Estate. And there are a few people who understand this less than elected officials in Detroit. Um, just in August, I got a letter from uh, my good friend, from my state representative, Betty Cook Scott, who uh, wrote to the to Channel 2. I don't know whether this was a threat, whether she was planning on suing or what she was going to do, but she wrote, and I, I think... I think all I can really do is just read it because I don't know that I can characterize it in any way. I don't have the words. So is this before or after the story you did on her? Where you're trying well, I to did prove- so many stories on her. Well, the her, big one, wasn't but- her, her residency? Wasn't that well, the Well, there one? was her residency, but then I also did the story on her not going to work anymore. 
So there were a lot of, and I think this came after I did the story on her not going okay. to work anymore. But we could. All right. Forgive you know, me for not yeah, keeping track of them. There's so many. We'll put some links to the Betty Cook Scott stories at mlsoulofdetroit.com so you can check them out. But here is uh, what I believe is, um, <laughs> I guess it's an affidavit. It says, from the desk of Betty Cook Scott via the equal footing and clean hands of common law. And she lists an address that we pretty much proved she doesn't live at. But anyways. I, Betty Cook Scott, am the affiant with the persona and visceral stature of living flesh, blood, and backbone forged by my spiritual creator of the universe <laughs> with natural resources and assets of creative dictates that pursues a mighty affiliation and harmony for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In that realm, I, the affiant, domiciles in the Republic City of Detroit, the Republic County of Wayne, and the Republic State of Michigan. What? The affiant also bear witness to her steadfast essence of an integral part accorded by the, brackets, United States, small u, bracket, Constitution, which extends its doctrine and authority to that body of United States and Detroit's indigenous citizenry, fixed within the arc of justice, the oh. affiant opines thusly. She's overusing affiant, and I feel like she just got a new thesaurus, too. Well, so it says so that... said, hey, I'm Betty Curry. I live in Detroit. But where? We don't know. And at, at one point, she said she lived in Lexington, Michigan, which was another story we'll put up there. The affiant Betty Cook Scott opines that Mr. Michael Elric, ML, and the news director, as agents of Fox 2 News, Detroit's TV media, embark upon a provocative public political media assault of stalking and trespass involving cyber and physical pursuits, attack the persona and visceral being of the affiant with malicious barrage of misinformation, blah, 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 blah. But she never really says anything. So is this just to scare, intimidate? We don't know. I, if anything, I, she just gave me more material, which is wonderful. My suspicion is that her prescriptions were in Lansing, and since she stopped going to Lansing, <laughs> the, she started getting a little, a little goofy. Now, this is not the first time Betty Cook Scott tried to uh, come after me. In 2016, she tried to take out a personal protection order against me, um, basically for going to where she works and where she lives to try and ask her questions because she would not return any phone calls. And uh, she claimed harassment, hostile living environment, intimidation, uh, primus. <laughs> I don't know. What? Yeah, she filed a police She's report. She's a goofus. And, um, and uh, basically, she didn't like that we had put up uh, kind of a missing person postage poster that we created. Well, she was missing. You couldn't Asking find people her. Where she, exactly. Exactly. So she tried to get a PPO. Basically, the cops didn't really take her seriously. Here's the, uh, here's the missing person poster we, we put up there. Um, we also had a milk carton going, and uh, we did find her. But, uh, but Betty Cook Scott, we know, is, is Batty Cook Scott, and that's, that only, speaks for itself. You hang up, there's a still picture here from the story, and it's one, two, three, four. I can count five that you hung up in about a 10-yard Stretch there, on every like on every pole. Yeah, we, well, we you know we, people go by. We we're worried about it. That's at her house in Lexington, by the way, which is nowhere near her district. So did you get any calls? Uh, we did not, oh, except okay. from Betty eventually. But so Betty's kind of crazy. But there's a more troubling issue that's a little more recent too. Raquel Castaneda Lopez, who's a Detroit City Council member, who I reached out to when she was first elected in twenty. Um, 17, no, excuse me, 2013, to say, hey, Councilwoman, you're new in City Hall. I've been covering City Hall for a long time. I'd like to get to know you, you know, explain to you how we work. Maybe we could reach out. We could have some conversation. Maybe there's some issues you'd like to try and get in front of people in Detroit. We can she, talk she about She lives that. near Clark Park. You're below she lives Clark across Park. the street from yeah. Clark uh -huh. Park, in fact. And she dropped the puck at our very first Clark Park oh, charity hockey game. So we know each other. But she's very difficult to get a hold of. And she basically just doesn't want to talk to the media. There was a, a city council meeting one time where afterwards they adjourned, and as the council members were going back to their office with a camera, I walked up with a microphone and said, Councilwoman, can we ask you a question? And she was shocked and appalled. And she's like, I can't believe you'd ask me a question here. I'm like, well, it's a public forum. You are a public official, and you just discussed some public policy Sean, do you ever run into athletes and people who are just staggered or stunned that you would ask them a question that they thought you were just there to hang out and watch them take a shower? No, they're just irritated, right? 
But they get it, right? They do. They don't like it sometimes. Nobody, sure. you know, but that's they're, understandable, but no. And these are... They're not shocked. I want to say, and I want to be... Yeah, but you're the gotcha media. Right. Well, I want to be tactful, but I would say a lot of athletes are somewhat unsophisticated in ways outside of their thing in which they're extremely sophisticated, their field of expertise, if you oh, will. I, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, that's then, like any other group of people. Mark, would you say that athletes are unsophisticated? I'm just I'm fishing uh, here. Some of them can be. I think it's really funny, though. How is they... that different from any other group of people? Joe, what do you say? <laughs> Joe... Joe said, no yes, they're unsophisticated. Thank you, Joe. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Raquel, what do you have under that shirt, oh, by sorry. the way? What, under this? Yeah. A thermal. A thermal. Or is that it's a KKK cool. robe? <laughs> oh, wow. Which one of us lives closer to hell? Anyway, um, so... Love the people of hell, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Even the KKK? No, no, not those. That, that's oh. the myth. They don't live there anymore. They now moved there. Now they're in... Uh, Gross Point. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they live Christ. now? Sean, you're killing our demos here. Um but Raquel Castaneda-Lopez is a member of city council, <laughs> as a college graduate, as someone who has a master's degree in, uh, in uh, some kind of public policy stuff, you know, so, sort of sophisticated cat, filed a PPO and had her sisters file PPOs against me in 2017 when I tried to ask her about the condition of her busted-ass yeah. house yeah. across the street from Clark Park. Instead of, well, and she has since fixed it up, right? I think that was one yes. of your updates. Uh, well, because. So that's really interesting. You're going to waste the time trying to get a PPO instead of just taking care of the problem in the first place. Well, she insisted. Like cover up's worse than the crime again. So, first of all, she insisted there's nothing wrong with the house. Yeah, there's plenty wrong. You know, there's no. I said, well, we've got, we've got letters here from the building department. You know, it's not up to code. Oh, it's absolutely up to code. I said, Councilwoman, you might want to check that. Checked it. No. Okay. So, so we finally caught up with her because she won't meet with us. So we had to, um, we had to go and, uh, find her. And I tell people, and you can see it in the stories, you know, if you won't meet with us, we'll meet with you. So we caught up with her. She takes out this PPO. And one of the places where she says that she was, I guess, threatened or stalked or whatever was outside city hall. She writes, as I was leaving the building, he jumped out of the bushes preventing me from accessing my car without going by him. He followed me into the building and to the elevator, despite security telling him to not enter. And it's, uh, and it's, it's her handwriting's not so good. And it's, his actions were not allowed. So basically not what we allowed. have is, we have a, a city council member, a public official, who uses police escorts and security who are paid for by the public to help her get to her car, which is provided by the city, on city property, so she doesn't have to answer some questions about a house that's in violation of city ordinance. And and then, you know... Again, she, it'd be easier if she just took care of the house instead of wasting everybody's time. Yeah, so this is this is, this is is kind of where we are. Uh, and then, of course, her sisters had them taken out and all this other stuff, because I think we called them. My favorite part about this is that the PPO hey, Were they granted? No, they were denied. And here's what the judge said. <laughs> Which... To me, the fact you have to tell a public official this is really the tragedy in this story. The petition for an ex parte personal protection order is dismissed without notice of the right to request a hearing because insufficient allegations. Respondent is a journalist protected (laughs) under the First Amendment. Amen. Thank you, Your Honor. What was wrong with the house? Her house? Yeah. Uh, there were no steps on the front. Uh, there were windows that were boarded up. The porch was falling in. How did people get in? Well, it wasn't. Um, they kind of. It was vacated? Just hopped up. No, no. In fact, there were a lot of people living there, and she claimed she was broke, but. Uh, she was the landlord? She lived there? Uh, she lived there along with some siblings, some relatives. Yeah. And, uh, so you were going after somebody's poverty. That's interesting. I wonder if they're poverty. poverty. Actually, this is, a, this is a public official whose house was across the street from a public park that was in violation of public ordinance. And she had been cited, too, by the How much do they make? They make, well, now they make about $90,000 a year. They they get a free car, free gas, don't have to pay for insurance. Although I think she said she does pay for her own gas. But, but, so uh, do we. So so I guess I would just say, hey, listen, um, uh, public officials, you have an obligation to talk to people, and I found this out just on a random court check in my uh, my last uh, last days at Fox Two, and it just it just was one of those things where we see public officials, and we see this in Washington now, where anybody who doesn't fall in the line 
is now a fake news person yep. or they're uh, they're part of the deep state. And I guess what I'm saying is it happens here too, folks. And when you are a public official and you put yourself in that position, you have an obligation to answer questions. You have an obligation to speak for your transgressions or for your policies. And when you go to the courts and waste our time and our money to try and say the reporter asking me a question is harassment, I think you got a lot to learn. Amen. So. Sean, any thoughts on that? You okay with that? I was just curious. Vladimir uh, uh, Windsor? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know you didn't like poor people. Oh, by the way, I should also tell you uh, her but neighbor. But I guess that doesn't surprise me. So thanks for watching, by the way. But um, <laughs> the average income in that neighborhood um, is around fifteen dollars to $20,000 household income. And they took care of their homes. They took care of their homes. And it, I, I'll just tell you, uh, it's very difficult to get neighbors to comment on anything critical about public officials all her neighbors who we talked to said that they were appalled by the condition of their house they liked her they thought she was a good council member but they said the house really brings the neighborhood down and her response to all this was to cry poor and i'm like you know what your neighbors who really are struggling have made their homes beautiful and you're not and if you think come on your house you can try and use how many people is she uh responsible for you said there were a lot of people in the home uh, well, she has siblings and other relatives who live there. I don't, uh, you know, the you census know if, hasn't... You don't know how many depend on her or anything like that? Um, uh, they, the people I'm aware of have jobs, but, but you know, hey, here's the here's deal, Sean. She got it fixed up, so she could have done it oh, a lot Oh, I'm just earlier. curious. Here's the deal. Nobody um, likes your house anyway. She was able to fix it up. It turned out... Oh, I, I also forgot to mention, her response to this was to put something on social media and oh, say, right. hey, can people come volunteer to help us fix up that's our right. house? That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, I thought when you're in public office, you tried to get other people... Um, you tried to help other people fix up yeah. their stuff. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, Sean, when you guys have Blight in Ann Arbor, I guess you guys just live with <laughs> let it. it go. You love it. Nobody cares about that. See, in Detroit, we have a little prime where we let stuff go. And has brought the whole city There's down. no poor people in Ann Arbor. So, it's too expensive to live there. Actually, there are. If you can't pay. Well, the okay. homeless. But when you make 90K. Oh, there are. There's a housing, Section nine, a Section 8 housing project, six, seven blocks from me, and they're, they're scattered throughout the city. No, I know. There's a working class uh, section over on the east side of Ann Arbor. Yeah, is it, those, are, those, are the, uh, those are the professors who don't have tenure. <laughs> professors over there. You know? Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Well, this seems like it's getting contentious. So before we get to our great debate, I want to tell you about, about some more of my no, friends. No, not contentious. Is it harassment or har- harassment? Because you said both. Um, well, I don't want to say... And I'm beginning to think she had a point, but go ahead. I don't want to say Harris or Harass in <laughs> the same show where we've mentioned Uranus. So let's just keep... Why can it be him harassment? Oh, wow. This is even deeper Pe- than I people thought. People harassment. You know who brings people together? Who? Mark. David Hall. He does. He brings people together with great deals on mortgages. She probably had a great deal on her mortgage. I actually, um, she got the house for, I think, a dollar from her parents. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, uh, if you're paying more than 4% on your mortgage because you didn't get it for a dollar, you may (laughs) even have lingering high interest credit rate debt, uh, credit card debt. You know, you might want to try and get out from under that and try and take advantage of some of these super low mortgage rates. In fact, they're as low as they've been for the last 10 years. A smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews that has been averaging 10 days from start to finish on listeners who have applied for a refinance of their mortgage, and that's Hall Financial. It's a simple process, and it's no secret that saving money is smart. You can get started by calling my man Dan Morrison at 248-308-5000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. You want to reduce your rate, shorten your term, eliminate PMR, take cash out, do it now. Hall Financial has a lot of five-star reviews. I'm one of the people who's rated them because they did great by me. I just saw it on their website, too. My review? Yeah, your review's on the website. There you go. All we speak here is truth. One with a great picture of you. Uh Uh-oh. If you want to check in to see if something (laughs) makes sense for you, go to davidhallmortgage.com. To get started or call 248-308-5000 and make sure to tell them that ML sent you. Equal housing lender NMLS one four six seven four three five. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and 
I'll never change. Well, it's uh is it International Women's Day yet? Uh, uh, March eighth is International Women's Day. So we still have time. Uh, yeah. We still have time. We, we, we put the punch keys down know, today. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. International for it. Women's Day. Um, you are not supposed to himrass anybody. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And there's a special, uh, special um, sports tribute to our international women coming up, uh, as I understand yeah, it. Yeah, MS, uh, or not MSNBC, I'm sorry, NBC Sports Network, who, one of the few networks that covers hockey, they're going to have the Blues and Blackhawks game, and it's going to be produced and broadcast entirely by women. Now, produced, you mean people behind the scenes the two and broadcast, main producers, you mean the play color, by play commentary, color commentary, play the host of the studio, all women. Okay. Which uh, is fine, but I feel like it's a little bit pandering just for the one day. Maybe, why not announce that you're going to involve these people more throughout the year? Seems like a gimmick to me, because it's International Women's Day, so let's just have women do the whole broadcast instead of maybe hiring them and having them do more broadcasts throughout the year. Why don't you like women? Love women. Married to one. You don't like women. Of- you don't like poor people or black and brown people. <laughs> I apparently don't like white people. I think we all have. I think we have it covered. You don't like white people. You don't think you don't see that as being a little bit pandering. On John, one this day. is you. I'm just sitting back and enjoying the fireworks and enjoying a nice cold. And it's funny. The, I love white people. The main the producer who's going to produce Mark this game is the one that Joe. said, "Hey, you know what we should do? We should have an all women's broadcast." So I kind of feel like MSNBC can't say no at that point. Well, it does feel like if you have the talent to pull off something like this, uh, you should be utilizing them 365 days out of the year. Or is it 364? 365 this year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because we got the leap year. Wait, it wouldn't be 366? I don't know. Oh, damn. I have no idea. I'm That's next math. week's great debate. But, I mean, I think it's great that women have this opportunity, but if it's one day and then they're gone, I don't really see that being... Yeah, and why, or, well, maybe one day leads to another day, or leads to uh, you know a couple of days a, a already month working, later. Or, they're already working games, so why do they all have to work one together? It just seems like it seems to me like they're capitalizing on whatever International Women's Day is. I don't know because you know there's been international- nothing but men doing this for the last since. No, broadcasting I know, but, but these women are good and, enough to do it. I mean, they already work for. It's not like they're just plucking eight women off the street to do it. So, but why do they have to do it all on one day? To me, it just seems like uh, they're trying to capitalize on. Whatever this day is. On raising awareness for the idea that uh, things haven't always been fair. That's a real gimmicky way of doing it. Says that. one of the all-white male columnists at the Free Press. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. You're part of the problem, sir. Absolutely. You're, oh, okay. fi- you're fine with you're, I mean, you don't I'm see not really that. a columnist. I mean, what does that do for... What are you? Just a hack. You're like, no, you're like tofu. Unless I have a I lot absorb of the flavor All the flavors of, of everything of around them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Zelig. Zally. Oh, I like Zally. Okay. So, Mark, you're against this. That's not a good way. Well, I just think I just think it's silly. Sean, you're for this? I think it's great. And I'm in the middle. I say you are trying to rebalance the, the world. Okay. Oh, and thank God the NBC Sports Network is, is the one leading the way. We can do it in oh, small yeah. ways and big ways. Sorry they're, it's not a million sorry it's not a million it, people marching around they're or doing it for their own benefit though, because everyone wants to go, Oh, look how nice they are. Well that that's when all I right. see it as a Capitalization on women. They're using women to score points. But the women are still going to get to do it and they raise awareness. How many people work on the board for him? Nothing's sports? clean, man. Everybody has an ulterior agenda. Isn't that the network that buried Ronan Farrow's stories on Matt Lauer and some other people and wow. Harvey Reinstein? So. MSNBC did, yeah. So I guess that's a, I mean, they're all By owned extension. by Comcast. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say. And they went to the New Yorker, right? Fair I enough. would say if they're bringing this dream team together for one day, I'm okay with this. But if these opportunities are. It's nice for a white man to decide whether he's okay or not. Yeah, that's good. Sean, we're replacing you uh, next week with um, a, a special needs person um, who is, lives in a bubble uh, who may be from several foreign places in another planet. Okay, mansplainer. <laughs> Damn. I'm just looking at a few pictures of people on their board and. Uh, you know, two women out of like ten. So that's uh, sure. Good job. Way to go, Comcast. Yeah, I know. Practice you know. what you preach. Yeah, if you can't change everything in in, in one swoop, you know, about one grand thing, then uh, I guess screw up all the little tiny gestures day to day. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Die to What a dork! Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? 
this guy, if we had a Geek of the Week Hall of Fame, would be a first ballot selection. There would be 100% approval. I'm speaking of George Zimmerman. You may remember George Zimmerman, who was, for reasons that still uh, puzzle me, was acquitted of murder in the 2012 slaying of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, who was just walking through a neighborhood when this local hero decided to shoot him down like a dog. Well, George Zimmerman, you beat the rap. You beat the system. You were... He's really proven his point, hasn't he? That he's a great guy in his post-Trayvon life. Yeah, yeah. He's... He's um, a huge asshole. I don't want to say that he's obsessing, but um, he has filed a lawsuit against Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg, and I think that's how you say it. Not close. And Elizabeth Warren, I think that's how you say it. Not close, um, For tweeting... That Trayvon Martin would have, been, edge. would have been 25 today. How many 25 fifth birthdays have been stolen from us by white supremacy, gun violence, prejudice, and fear? Black lives matter. That's what uh, Buttigieg tweeted. Elizabeth Boot Warren edge tweeted, edge. My heart goes out to Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon's mother, and Trayvon's family and friends. He should still be with us today. We need to end gun violence and racism, and we need to build a world where all of our children, especially young black boys, can grow up safe and free. There's no mention of George Zimmerman, yet he feels he has the grounds to file a lawsuit. So, George, you felt like you were overlooked. You felt like you were forgotten because, of course, there'd be no Trayvon Martin murder without you, right? You're an important man. Well, guess what? We recognize your importance, your ignominy, and you are our Geek of the Week. Welcome to Room 7609, where we take new wave music and bands that never got their due and give them a platform, elevate them to our consciousness, to a place where you can listen to them, where you can think about them, where you can celebrate them, or if you're Sean, you can criticize them for using computers to make music. Do you mind if I return to the desert just for a few minutes? I'll be back. Okay, yes, please. Since you banished me there anyway. Please, wander, wander a lot. Watch out for the... Watch out for the uh, for the worms, a little Dune reference there, friends. This band, and we'll explain why in a minute, is the epitome of the overlooked new wave band. I'm referring to Eleven Pond and their never was but could have been hit Watching Trees.
Memories of the trees, watching you, watching me. I do not know what the hell that means exactly. So synthesizers are a big part of New Wave. Is repetitive lyrics part of it too? Electronic drums? It, it can be. I mean, I'm, this, not try, I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm being serious. Yeah, is no, like no. Synthesizers. Yeah, I mean that was one of the one of the things that you know. And drum machines. I mean, are repetitive a big part lyrics. of it. Moose. Well, you know, I, I think what you end up having is a lot of people went to art school. And these guys, in fact, met in art school, and they tend to be kind of don't say it hung up on stuff. Oh, oh! They kind of lock they into can't let something, it go. and I'm I'm not sure. I, I I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> it sounds like a new wave song you're explaining. These right guys now. have some. Uh, they have another tune called uh, "Sitting on Chairs." Which I'm sure has equally uh, descriptive lyrics, but you know there are bands that have heavy duty messages. I think The Cure. I think uh, I think Depeche Mode. I mean, yeah. really, they speak to all kinds of issues. They talk about they talk about suicide. They talk about depression. They talk about violence. They talk about uh, just any topic under the sun. But I think some of these smaller bands like Eleven Pond. The reason why they didn't really break out or get very far is because they didn't really have a lot to say. They're four really well, good-looking guys. And you sound, uh, you sound to some degree like a lot of other folks. The singing in particular, the voices start to, they blend in and they blur together, and it's hard to stand out in yeah. a way. Well, plus, I think it's dance music. So if you're out there dancing, you know, you care, know yeah. you're, kind of, right. you're kind of getting a little rhythm, and then you keep going. And the video made a big difference back then, too, right? That's why I was coming oh, yeah. about the, the moose and the pursed lips. And yeah, exactly. The well, eyeliner. I, I heard the other day that I think the AHA Take On Me video is now at... 10 billion views really? or something, which is insane. Insane. Yeah, but that was all, that was a song that didn't go anywhere until people saw the video. And right. like, very cool. That was that era, for sure. Yeah. The video made the difference. So these guys uh, released their own record back in 1986. It's called Boss Relief. Um, they had 500 copies that they hand-numbered. And after that, they broke up. Now, this album was re-released in 2009, and they just did another 500 copies. A couple of years later, they, they put out a CD in 2011. Kind of like the Kwame Sutra. 
which is available at uh, drewandmikestore.com. So get yourself a copy just in time for Easter or or uh, International Women's, International Women's Day. Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys became kind of a cult band and have reformed for the odd gig here or there. But I, while they are kind of you know a little corny as these things go, I really uh, I really get a kick out of them. And one of the things that makes them distinctive now is that one of the the founding members, Jeff Galea, makes leather belts, including sex harnesses and sex beds. He's also made oh, guitar cool. straps for Sheryl Crow, Ronnie Wood, and Lenny Kravitz. So um, quite the uh, quite the slice of new wave arcana. But there's uh, Eleven Pond, perhaps the most obscure band yes, ever well done. to check into Room 7609. And we appreciate you checking in every week with us. Sean, it's great to have you back. We trust you'll be back Good to be next here. week. Um, I was only kidding Thanks about, for carrying me. I was only again. kidding about the bubble boy uh, taking your spot. Oh, next time I'll sit on it's your a lap. Bubble, can bubble, I sit on your lap next week? It's a bubble girl. Um, <laughs> and I won't feel anything, but I, you mind I, if I sit on your lap? <laughs> so cruel. So cruel. I am, I am Irish. Anyways, we would appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast, if you would rate it, if you would share it, if you would send us an email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Give us a call at 288-9070. That's Butterfield 89070. If you want to buy a Kwame suture or one of our great T-shirts, maybe our hockey jersey or get a sticker, you can buy that at the drewandmikestore.com. Mark, people can even donate if they feel so. Yeah, mlsoulofdetroit.com. There's a donate button. And uh, there's still not the recurring thing. I'm working on that. We're working on it. And please mark your calendars for St. Patrick's Day to meet us at the Caju Cafe where we will share an Altus in cans or on tap. You have been listening to the Red Shovel Network. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. Marooned for all eternity. Buried alive. Buried alive. Sean! Sean! At the end of the universe lies the beginning of vengeance. Soul of Detroit. The wrath of Sean. Sean.